You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. Fa la 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 la. My name is Mads. My name is Scout, and welcome to the last episode of 2023. Oh my God. Remember our last episode of 2022 where we did the Jay Shetty questions and baby LK was uh, sucking on your nipple? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, gosh, I would love to, I should have re-listened to that episode before we recorded because I think I'm going to after this. Um, that truly feels like another lifetime ago. Obviously when you become a mom, time is so strange, but to think back a year ago to the fact that I had a newborn is, I can't even relate or feel that time anymore, if that makes sense. I know. And that's what's so great about having a podcast is for better or for worse. I mean, you, you could also cringe when you listen back, but there are it's so interesting listening back and being like, oh, shit. Wow. I was wise or like, oh, I had had that realization. Like, why did I forget about that? You know, it's a time capsule. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see where you were or how things have changed or what you were working on then just to see the growth mm-hmm. of not only, you know, things that have happened in your outer physical reality, but also internally. So I think I'm going to go back. We should have done those questions for this episode, but alas, potentially yeah. oh, too well. late. Alas. 
My favorite question though on that list was what did you what did you feel good about spending money on? Or, you know, remember that one about money? Or was like, what did you love spending money on this year? And I thought that was such a, because obviously all the questions in the Jay Shetty one, I'm sure on his podcast, you can find them. He like posts every, every end of year. But, you know, most of the, po- most of them are, you know, what, what did you achieve this year? What did you, what growth aspects, what were challenges? You know, they're all the same you know, questions to reflect, but that one stuck out to me because I hadn't seen it on any other list, if you will. And he explained it in his podcast episode, explaining all the questions. He said, we often look at money as, you know, we look at it with shame or we think about when we spent money and it's just this weird, shameful thing. Whereas he wanted to flip it on his head and point out the amazing ways that money helped fueled his business life, you know, friendships, whatever the case was. And I thought that was a beautiful way to look at money mindset as it pertains to reflection over the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even hearing you say that, I'm like, I don't, I literally could not tell you what any of the questions were from those eight questions. (laughs) So that one, but now that you saying, you said that it's jogging my memory and that is a really beautiful one and it's uh it's giving me a little reflective moment so I know I remember last year I said my trip to Greece was like my big thing I spent money on that I loved and that was like so special and it was obviously a lot of money um more money than I've spent probably on a trip before and I don't know this year I did spend money on my digestion person but it didn't work so I wish I could say that I I, look it's like all growth and it's all what whatever but I would I wish I remember at the beginning of this year being like I'm gonna fix my digestion issues and I invested in it I said I was gonna invest and I did I spent so much money to try to fix it and Alas, it did not work, Wait but I think there was a lesson in that. Are you still doing what we talked about? A complete yep. and utter reset yep. in January. So it might yep. it might be too early to say that it didn't work because this could have gotten you on the track to then make the actual decision to do a full month of no alcohol, sugar, dairy, gluten, et cetera, just to see what happens for 30 whole days. So it, I don't right. think it was a, so, it didn't yeah. not work. I think it led you to the decision that you potentially will see. Um, needed to make for yourself. Yeah, I agree. I know there was a lesson. There's always a lesson. There's always learnings. I did. I did learn a lot about just general misconceptions about bloated people. And, you know, some people can tolerate dairy. It's not necessarily just dairy or gluten. It could be little things that you just didn't know about or the type of workouts you're doing. So I did learn a lot. I think I was just more so under the impression that, oh, I was going to spend money on this and I, it would get me a direct return of non-bloated we legitimately need to to talk about this because this is going to help so many sisters and this is something that I try to scream at the top of the mountaintops as a service provider who has clients if you and you need to think about if any of you sisters are thinking about you know what in 2024 this is the year I'm going to invest in myself if you say to yourself if I invest in this program in this coach in this agency in this whatever and it costs me let's just say five thousand dollars I'll just put a number out there it's going to cure and solve this you are ma- you are going into that agreement with the wrong intention because you have to think about like yeah. if 
legitimately spending $5,000 on a bloating coach. I don't know how much you spent. This is, I'm pulling a number out of my ass. If you spent $5,000 on a bloating coach and you were like, I will be cured in three months, um, that woman would be very fucking wealthy, right? Like there's no (laughs) such thing as I spend X amount of money and I get this direct return in anything you buy, engage in, et cetera. And when you have that mindset, not only are you setting yourself up for failure, you're setting up the person that you've paid to help guide you through a journey and this people don't like love to hear this but this is so the truth that when you engage in services with somebody you are equally responsible for showing up they are not the person that can save it for you and so this people get into really people really get into problems here because they invest and this is one of the things i learned is like they invest in someone and then they give away their power to that person that they invested in and they don't maximize it on their end they don't do the full protocol they don't fully commit and then they blame the service provider i'm not saying you're doing this but I I just like, obviously this is a trigger wound for me. They blame the service provider, but in the actual reality, they went into a wrong intention. If one, if literally if $5,000 would cure people, like the world would be a very different place. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, that is definitely something I learned is like, I, yeah, I did not commit to it a hundred percent. I don't think I even really committed it to it 70%. And a lot of that was because I know there's like, you can make all the excuses in the world, but obviously my job is to you know eat out and review restaurants so I might I I feel like I use that as like a crutch that to you know be like oh I can't commit to this 100% and take out gluten dairy this yada 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 but regardless we're gonna do the January reset and just I if if I feel better then I will finally know okay it's one of these things And this is the way I need to operate. Maybe I'm not going to live like a monk though, or like my, you know, my quality of life and my lifestyle. I want to be able to go out to restaurants and eat. And so I'll reassess of like how often I do that or whatever the case is. But if I still don't feel good, then I'm going to just like, I'm never going to complain again. And just, this is going to be my body. And that's that. So check, we'll do a wellness check at the end of January. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Amazing. Okay, so this episode, um, this could be super wholesome. And this was so fun to, you know, sit and really think back on my on my learnings this year. And sisters, we really encourage you to do this. Just take like a couple moments with your journal, pour yourself a little cute tea, maybe put on that fur candle that I've been telling about. Everyone go get it from Target. I found it. Fur. F-I-R, not F-U-R. And smell like a Christmas tree. And then just reflect back on your year. And all the learnings because there's probably so – no, there's 100% so much growth that you experienced and it would be a disservice if you let those moments – pass you by so make sure that you sit and say oh shit yeah I did learn that this year and specifically what are those learnings that you're going then to take into 2024 I think like every year we talk about when it comes around the new year it's always about what you're going to learn what you're going to change what you're you know what you manifest for yourself more you know things that you currently lack whereas I think this episode is going to be a lot more about Like, oh, hey, wow, I actually came so far and I want to put that, I want to continue that growth into the new year. You know what I mean? It's like a subtle, subtle difference. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the type of year you had. (laughs) I guess so. But you're still learning. Like, you still learned. All these things are things we, we truly learned. And I feel proud that I've embodied and learned these things. 
and I'm going to continue exhibiting them in the new year. Like it's not things I need to learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. I love that. I have a feeling our okay. learnings are going to be, um, what's the word? Like they're going to have a little bit the of same. a different energetic frequency oh. to them. Oh, energetic frequency. Yeah. yeah. I could, I could feel that. I could feel that. Okay. I'll go, I'll go first. If you, if you don't mind, yes, please do. When you release pressure, Things that you want tend to come to you. So this specific learning happened when it was the middle of the year and I really did not know if I was going to continue work, going to continue to be able to work on camper full time um, just based on runway and money. And I kind of came to terms with the fact that I would have to move on. And I kind of accepted it. I even started to think I, I didn't I didn't apply to any other jobs. I didn't really get that far. But I even just like started to think about it in my brain of another reality or another world where Camber wasn't my full time job where I hadn't done that in like three years that I've been working on it. So that moment when I released a little bit of the pressure and I always say I kind of like took the my foot like a little bit off the gas pe- pedal. That is when all of the partnership opportunities flowed to us. And I don't know. I don't know if it was a direct correlation, but just this did happen. And so I noticed in myself there was this energetic like, what will happen will happen, what it's meant to be. There wasn't this like freak out or desperation. And when I removed the pressure a little bit, that's when the dream success level of Camber started to really solidify in my brain and in reality. That is such a good one. And it's it's so true. And I oh God, I feel like I have so many, so many thoughts and where do where do we where do I wanna take that learning? It's such a beautiful learning and actually it really parlays into one of my learnings. So I can just kind of piggyback off that. How does that sound? I learned this year that when you're in survival mode, you can't operate and make decisions from a clear place of alignment that produces the results that you want. So very similar to being in that pressure zone. As a new mom and a business owner, I found myself in survival mode so often and when you're in survival mode you have such a narrow viewpoint of what life is you can only see the direct threat that is you know you know hitting on that survival uh, wound or hitting on that survival level so it could be monetary it could be i don't know if if you're having difficulties in a relationship it could be legitimately surviving on your first year of motherhood whatever it is but I clearly saw that when I'm in survival mode, the narrow focus that I have is exaggerated. It feels as if it's life or death. And it feels as if the thing that you need to get is so insanely important. Again, like back, like your body thinks it's in a life or death situation that you focus in on that so much and the pressure builds and it builds and it builds when actually the thing that you have to do, which feels so counterintuitive to basically our biology, right? Like our survival instincts is that when you're in survival mode, the actual best thing to do is to stop and pause and take a break Mm -hmm. and to step back and to not push more or go into pressure more, 
but to actually give yourself days, if not weeks, if you can, of course, fusing this in with reality of some of our survival you know, moments, there's like, you know, the baby's crying or I need to make money this month, whatever it is, like that I don't want to dismiss or negate those actual deadlines and those real responsibilities on, on your shoulders. But if you can find ways to take some of the load off so that you can get out of the lie and back into the truth and the reality, that's when you can take the pressure off and make decisions that are in alignment and you can see, okay, worst case scenario, et cetera, and that I, I can survive this, right? So for me, I have just, for multiple reasons, been in a state of survival, I feel like, all year. And I've noticed that when I've given myself the space, my perspective significantly changes towards, okay, here's what I need to do. And I find an empowered mindset. So I'm taking into 2024, if I ever feel like, okay, I'm in survival, that's when I know I need to stop. I need to take a break. I need to do something for myself. I need to calm my nervous system because anything in that survival mode or that pressure mode, nothing good comes out of there. Like to an extent, Mm -hmm. it gives you the adrenaline at times. Like it gives you the, okay, I have to get this done, but it stops working at a certain point because at that point you're just too fried to actually see the reality of your life. And so that's what I'm taking into me into my world next year, into my year next oh, fuck, God, that was not articulate. Into 2024. Um, that when you're in survival mode, pause, say, okay, this is a biological response. My body thinks and my nervous system thinks this is our life or death. I cannot make the right decisions for my life in this state. How do I shift out of it and give myself the time that I need to come back to a state of equilibrium and then allow my life to unfold. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. 
Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. That kind of, wow. All of our learnings are kind of melding into each other because that was kind of my next one is making sure to give yourself space to hear your intuition or to actually reconnect with that inner self and get back to that equilibrium. Um, Lower the nervous system remove distractions and there is so little space that we give ourselves and we give our brains and it can be as little as hey I'm gonna shower for 10 minutes and I'm not I'm just gonna be alone with my thoughts or hey I'm driving right now I'm gonna not put on the radio or not put on a podcast just drive in silence and just listen listen to my brain there's just there are little things like people think that this means taking off weeks of work or going on a vacation it does not have to be that drastic and honestly sometimes that doesn't really even work it's these little little moments where you can just insert space and stillness into your life that was like a big thing for me this year uh see silent walking and that fucking saga but really that was a huge learning for me where I did notice a direct correlation between stilling my brain and giving myself space and then the clarity, clarity of my brain. So no more brain fog and being able to make clear, concise decisions or just being able to reconnect with myself and say what you want and you could shit on me all the, I don't know, whatever that, that the internet made that weird, but that's what it boils down to is giving yourself space and uh, making sure you get quiet so that you can come back to what you're what you were just saying that that 
self of equilibrium, that self that can operate from a clear mindset and make quality decisions. I also think that if you infuse those little moments, the need for the drastic right vacation or the drastic break, it, it, it really diminishes. The point of life, or at least the point of my life, a big, big goal I have is to not need to escape my life. So yes, if you yeah. like, I've never until this year, because being a mom has shifted and really changed all of this in, in a way, um, I've never actually wanted to like escape my life, you know, in the last couple of years. And now I'm like, I need four days off with nothing. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's not a good place to get to. So how, mm. especially if there's any moms out there, like you, you can't take two hours in the morning and three hours at night or whatever. So those little things add up and those little things actually prevent you from needing, you know, to, to, to completely escape your life and go on this big vacation or, you know, get blacked out at the bar. Some people do, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's always like a, a, yeah, a need to numb or, or vacate your life. Yeah. Escape it. And I think you've always been so good at that. And that's something I never had until I think this year where it was like, I've always, yeah, wanted to go on a big vacation or mini vacations and, um, take quote unquote, take a break. But yeah, how do you create a life that you don't want to escape from? And I'm not saying you shouldn't want to travel. I mean, I love traveling. I love exploring new places. I feel so invigorated. And honestly, I come back feeling creative and excited to come back to my life so I can incorporate what I've felt, you know, abroad or wherever I was. But I agree. I think that's something for 2024 is like I want to create a life. And I'm there. I'm like, I think I'm like 80% there. I want to create a life that, yeah, I don't feel the need to escape. Yeah, and traveling, if you have a life that you don't need to escape, traveling is the cherry on top. Traveling is, right, right. you know, the luxury on it's top. It's not like a, yeah, it's not like a, uh, you're like hanging on for dear life and it's like this is, this will cure all. It's kind of, Ben and I always joke about this, like, um, Adam Sandler, I think, had said this where he was like, if you don't hike at home, like you're not going to want to hike in Italy. Like you're when you go up on vacation, like you don't you think you're going to be like a whole different person. But it's like, no, you're 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 the same person. You're not going to want to hike in Italy. And you're just you're going to have the same issues that you think that you think that going on vacation just will cure every single issue. It's kind of like what we were saying in the beginning. It's like there is no cure. It's all fucking you. Like it's you deciding these things just because you're on a beach in Tulum, even though that did cure a lot of that did cure a lot when we were on the beaches in Tulum. But that's not, you know, that that it comes from within and it comes from the little moments. It's not like one one beachside Tulum trip is going to then cure your, you know, anxiety. And if you're going on vacation to run away, it's that's putting a lot of pressure on the vacation and you're not going to get the outcome that you want. Totally. Um, totally. Wow. What was your totally. last one? My brain just... Mine, mine was the get oh, getting, getting quiet yes. and then giving yourself space to hear your intuition. So mine, which um, I'm trying to spin in, in an empowering way, is that this year I was very humbled in the sense that we've always said that we co-create with the universe, right? And I've felt when I say that, I'm like, great. So I play with the universe to create things in my life. 
And this year, I was shown that the universe has a very equal say in your life, whether or not you quote unquote manifested something or put it on your vision board or had certain goals. This year, I experienced like a domino effect of not getting what I desired, not getting what I wanted to manifest, and in fact, having a lot of my worst case scenarios come true in many ways. And it brought me to my knees in many, many ways. And it made me have a different, I want to say appreciation for life, but if I'm being honest, it made me have a little bit of a distrust for life. And I'm going to bring it back to something better in the sense that in today's day and age, we outsource so much of our power to manifestation practices and things we hear on the internet, you know, OKSIS included. And we think that if we could just follow this step or hire this person or do this practice, as it says in the book, that things will go our way. And there's a huge, huge level of disillusion with that and naivete about that. And it can get you kind of like my friend and I were talking about it and in the spiritual community, I think specifically, it's like we're starting to have people are starting to say you can do whatever you want in life and you can be whatever you want in life. And it's so empowering. But the problem is, is that they're forgetting to mention that we're not God and we're not the universe. And while I believe that you can create you, and you can create your life into anything you want it to be, you also have to dodge and duck and hold on and pivot and move with life's circumstances. And I think that ever since I started like this podcast five and a half years ago, I really, really found my groove and my empowerment and my voice. I found entrepreneurship. I healed my mental health. And then life doled out a series of really hard challenges for me this year. And I'm so proud of the way I showed up. Like I have seen a strength in me that I did not know I had, which is amazing. And I also really, really understand that no matter what my quote unquote desires are or my timeline that I want things to happen, I am not in control here. I am only in control of the way I react to my life and to the things that happen. And I can choose to view them as things that happen to me or things that happen for me. And I've my ego's gone through the whole gamut of the situation. But I think the thing I want to take into 2024 from this year is that I like how do I put this in a good in a good way, right? Like I I'm not in control. Very similar. Actually, it's really mind-blowing. This is really, really similar to the to the insight I had around my depression. Is that I would say I'm not in control of when depression hits me, but I am in control of how I respond to it. And so I think that's yeah. the thing I want to take into 2024 because I feel very out of control with certain things in my life. But I'm finding, I'm re-finding that empowering place within that says that no matter what happens in our life, like you could, it doesn't matter what happens, we have the power to control our reactions and the way we view the things that happen to us. And that's what I want to take into 2024. And I also do not want to outsource 
my power to any like manifest it this way or do it that way or um, listen to a lot of the personal development jargon because while there is truth in it, I think that it has been projected onto us as dogma at this point and I think it's disappointing a lot of people and this is very cryptic. I don't fucking know if this even makes sense. So what I'm taking with me is that I've learned the lesson again, and I think we'll continue to learn this lesson, is that we don't have control over so much in our lives, but I know what I do have control over, and that's how I react to the events in my life and what I do with the events in my life that makes me successful and brings me my dream life. I think I was avoiding bad things, and I thought that I was done. Like I remember listening to an episode of Sahara Rose podcast while I was grocery shopping and she said that she was going through a divorce and it was the worst thing she's ever experienced and she thought that all of her like big life shitholes were done when she went through what she went through in her early 20s um, with her parents and living in India and starting her own business she's like I thought that I was done like I thought that I went through my hard shit And then I found my dharma and now for the rest of my life, like I'm just going to deal with the normal challenges of entrepreneurship in life. You know what I mean? And then this divorce came and I was like, oh my God, there's more. And I remember listening to that episode and being like, fuck, this is going to be me and I don't want it to happen. I just knew I was like, I'm about to go through a second wave of something that is going to hurt me so bad. And it happened and I was like, fuck, I thought healing from bipolar disorder was my thing and now we're smooth sailing and it was... And then you're set. And it was a really humbling and hurtful realization and process, but I... I get scared. I get scared about that too, where, I mean, it's the whole thing of waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? It's like you, like I, I'm feeling like for the first time in a long time, like pretty stable and happy with the way my life is going and the direction I feel like there's a lot of clarity around what I'm what I'm doing which is <laughs> which was definitely something I manifested this year was like clarity and yeah I think about that too where I was where I'm like oh I know challenges exist I know I know like we all say that that's inevitable like challenges are inevitable struggle is inevitable it's how you react it's how you this but it's like I'm so scared for whatever that yeah like another divorce like another like another one of our parents divorce or like is someone gonna die or was it's like you can't live your life like this I know or but it's so it's so scary to think about that because you're like, wait, I don't want challenges. And like, yeah, I have a control over my mental health right now. So like I'm unstoppable and I can do any, and it's like going to just be the normal day to day challenges. But it's like, fuck, like no one is safe. No one is safe. And that's this lesson, but I'm choosing to view that as a really new empowering tool in my toolbox because now, cause I, I remember having like Ed Milet say this, he's like, when things are going too good, my ears perk up because it's inevitable. Like it can't, mm. and it's not that we have to live our life afraid of the other shoes going to drop, but I think it's just being mindful of being like, Hey, I am in yeah. an upward wave in my life right now. And it's amazing. And I feel so yeah, good yeah. about it. And how can I maximize this moment and what can I learn from this moment and how can I set systems up today that are going to help me when the wave inevitably goes down versus saying to yourself, oh, I'm riding this motherfucking wave to the top. And then when it doesn't get there, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't 
like expect do you know what I yeah, mean I didn't so myself. it's like yeah. it's saying to yourself it's checking yourself it's being like okay life is so good right now and it's amazing and let me receive and feel this and be grateful for this and what can I do while I'm in this good spot to set myself up for if anything does you know go not go my way or I need a little bit of room in my life for something that happens I think it's a nice healthy way I'm looking at it as like a okay, I don't necessarily want to live life in the super high and the super low. And how can I continue to make decisions that bring me more to a middle ground, you know? Yeah, that is a huge lesson. And something that you actually taught me, I don't know, I mean, it was definitely last year or the year before, but you you always said to me, like, whenever I'm in one of those lows, you've always said, like, or you've said that whenever you've been in lows, you get so excited actually, because you know, on the other end, there's this magnetism and you always have this like insane strength on the other end or like good things happen on the other end, whatever the case is. Like you've seen that pattern in your life and you, you are not in control of the timing when that happens (laughs) or like what? Yeah. They're not in control of the timing, which fucking sucks. But that's something that always at least gave me a little hope. Like when I'm in a darker spot or I'm in a low, there's like a hopefulness of like, Oh yeah. Remember that last time you were in a low? Look what happened after that. There was like amazing magnetism or like a big manifestation came through or, you know, an opportunity came through. You became stronger. You became this like better person on the other end and you were so excited to meet her. Um, That's that's the mindset I kind of I don't know if that was something you really (laughs) had this year, but that's something you taught me. And that's something I come back to. That's something I need. I think. I think that I what happened to me and how I've felt this year has felt like so many hits at the same time. Like I I kind of used the metaphor of I've kind of felt like I was dragged into an alley and I just keep getting kicked in the ribs, you know, like that's kind of like how it feels. Mm-hmm. And there's and and while I'm I'm so grateful because I have the mental health foundation to to understand that there is another side but I also know that this is such a different level that life has asked me to step into that bypassing the part of me saying hey this really fucking sucks like I'm not happy Mm -hmm. with this this is not what I want like getting angry my coach is like you can't shame the egoic part of you that is like this fucking sucks right and it's taken Mm -hmm. This process for me has taken so much longer than I would have ever wanted it to in this phase in my life, and that's okay. But I think that now I'm finally ready to get excited to meet the girl who's coming next, you know? And I think that I'm really using actually this new year as a way to be like, okay, this year's done. Like, even if more things happen and even if more challenges, like, this year is done. And that's the beautiful symbolism that we put on seasons and times and weeks and increments because we it allows us to metaphorically close chapters and so yeah I feel like I'm so proud because I didn't I, I really held a lot this year and I am now ready to say okay well you know sitting in that or dwelling in that or being so angry about that at this point now is not serving me because I really have released as much energy as I possibly can. And now it's time to go meet the woman on the other end. And maybe she'll come in January. Maybe she'll come in 2020 fucking five. I don't know. But I feel now that I've, you know, taken a couple hits that I feel okay 
to move forward no matter what. And that's actually, even though I said I distrust life a little bit, I think I've actually gotten to the point where I I trust life because I know I'm not in control. And so whatever comes next comes next. But with this newfound of strength, I know what I can handle and I know that I will handle and I will hold on until I meet the new version of me that feels a little bit more embodied and light and fulfilled and aligned. But every single day, I make the choices that get me closer to her. And that's why this process is going to be faster for me than it might be for others. Because even when I'm going through it, I know, show up for yourself, journal, meditate, make right decisions, dream, think about your big goals and embody your future self, be present, find the love, find the beauty. And so that's what I've been doing. And I know that that's the reason I've been able to do so much this year. And I also know it's the reason why I'm going to meet the girl on the other end a lot faster than maybe I would have if I let it all completely consume me. Right. I love that. And I think, I think I always go back to what Ed Milet says where he's like, you're closer than you think. That's like a big misconception in, in, I, I think that society distills into us is like, it's so far away. It's so far in the future. You know, your dream life, yada, yada. Where it's actually much more, cl- it's much closer than you think. That's something I think I learned this year was I used to have that mentality of, oh, if I achieve this in probably 10, 15 years, if I have the house, if I have the this, quote, whatever, the money, and that's that's not going to happen for so long, then it you know delays the the happiness or delays it but i've been starting to see that it's within arm's reach and it's within a like my grasp um so that's been that's been really amazing to learn and feel yeah, that's beautiful yeah and it's also yeah. you know i always like to reflect back Matt's like remember before we started okisis like <laughs> Like, really think about our lives before we started this podcast. I know. It's, it's insane. insane. No, it's insane. We didn't know anyone. We didn't it's do insane. anything. We didn't we know. Didn't, we had no network. We had no anything. Like, we didn't, we didn't have careers. I think about even just, <laughs> I mean, I think about it even just, like, right before I started working on Camber. Like, if you told me that I'd be working on Camber full-time, making my own schedule, partnering with dream brands the way we are, people coming to us to want you know we don't you know it's very people like having are we having this reputation um like i I mean you people coming up to me in the streets recognizing me from tiktok like uh, you can't you can't make this shit up like it's and once you just sit in that you're like holy shit look at what i've done look at what i did it's it's phenomenal and we we let it we let it pass us by and that's why i feel like things are so much closer than they appear because I because it's all already here. Oh, my gosh. It's already arrived. I have okay, my next one actually piggybacks off that sentiment because as you're talking and I'm like, yeah, we're like, look where we've been. But that doesn't mean that the last five years haven't felt, you know, difficult at times. The thing that I've learned this year is two things can be true at once. Motherhood mm-hmm. has taught yep. me this beyond. Right. Like. I could be in love with my mom being, I'm sorry, I could be in love with being a mom and so completely in love with my daughter and 
dislike so many aspects of motherhood and be angry about certain things and be struggling and not want to deal with certain things that come with this role. Like two things can exist at the same time. So it's almost you could take this pressure off of you, you know, like you've built Camber and I've built my agency and we've built this podcast and we have these amazing careers and it hasn't always felt aligned and fulfilled and exciting to us every step of the way. It's like two things get to exist and we know it's, it's been our fulfilling like alignment. So I am coming back to that, this idea. And I think we could all use this perspective across so many different facets of our life and in our society two opposite ideas and facts do get to exist at the same time. Absolutely. I love that. I that's a good reminder because you always want you always I I tend to live in the polarity and I never find that blend of like, oh wait, both of these sides can kind of be truth truthful and also I can be in the middle of both of them at at one one time. Yeah, like, you know, a micro example. I do not want to work today and the work that I'm doing is aligned with my dreams and my fulfillment, right? Like both can be true. Okay, the last one I have is something I learned when developing my money mindset and money mindfulness. That was something I really, really wanted to focus on this year. And I think I, I made a lot of strides in it um money management making money my approach to money my philosophy around money personally you know ridding myself of limiting beliefs I've picked up about money I did a lot of work on that but one thing that sticks out to me is the more you pay attention to something the more it grows so For the longest time, I would be avoidant of money, you know, not wanting to look at my bank account, being scared of seeing what's there, you know, thinking that if I avoided it, it wouldn't, you know, bite me in the ass later, which it, you know, always does. But what I learned, and I definitely either learned this in the um, You Are a Badass at Making Money or the Money, a Love Story books that I did, which those are two books, will change everything that you think about money. I really, really encourage you to read them. And they're, and they're good reads. It's not like very dry and it's not like, I mean, it's written by women. So I don't know. I feel more comfortable reading books by women, especially when it comes to brown money because that's the energy I, I gravitate towards. But what I learned is that when you pay more attention to something, that's when it grows. And it's typically the thing you don't want to pay attention to, right? You know, it's like you can also apply this to working out or, you know, a, um, healing an emotion or past trauma or maybe repairing a relationship in your life. Things that you like just tend to avoid because you because they seem too big. They seem too scary. But actually, the more you immerse yourself in it and you could fake it in the beginning, you know, like I would just listen to money podcasts. I was reading money books. I never fucking wanted to read a money book. Like, again, as I just said, I thought they were all dry, but I found one that related to me. And once you just immerse yourself in those worlds and just start consuming things about them and thinking about them and then doing your expenses every week or every day, just a little bit every day, like paying more attention to these things. It could also relate to fitness, right? You might not want to work out, but you do it and then it grows. Your health life grows. So that's something that I always come back to is like, oh, if I actually pay attention to this, I'm going to make more money is what my like brain kind of went back to. 
Um, so that's something that I, that I would, that's like a, a mindset switch that I would go to. Like if I was like, Oh, I don't want to do my expenses today or, Oh, I'm scared to look at my bank account. No, when I look at it and I pay attention to it and I care for it, it grows and I make more money as a result. So that's something, um, that I learned this, this year. This is something I'm also taking into 2024 with me. I have been this last quarter in my calendar. There's a reoccurring date on Wednesday mornings and they're my money dates. And that's the time mm-hmm. I sit down. I make sure I'm not stressed. If I'm stressed or if I had like any sort of off thing, I'll meditate first. Like I'll shift my energy. I'll light a candle, right? Like I, during my money date, want to feel really calm or really excited or and if there's nerves coming up that's fine or fear or whatever that's totally fine but I don't necessarily want to like you know have a difficult conversation with someone at work and then go straight into my money date right like you don't want to do that right yeah. um and it's been so incredibly helpful like I check all my bank accounts I check what money's coming in I check what money's going out like I see if there's any charges that shouldn't be there like I do the whole thing and then I you know make a plan etc and every single week it's been so healing it's been so helpful it's been so empowering and that is something Knowledge is knowledge power. is power. Like we forget yeah. that. Like when you know, like you think avoiding it will feel good in the in the moment. And yeah, I might it might feel good in the short term to avoid it because you think it's not there. But it feels so much better after you do those like money dates and the, those expenses because I sit down also the same thing every week and it's like afterwards you feel oh my god like there just is clarity and knowledge and we forget yep, that that's what I'm bringing into my 2024 a hundred percent I'm bringing in those types of decisions specifically like I'm going to continue my money dates and my money management because I'm feeling so empowered with the way I've been um, managing my money but also in general I feel like and I know like I've been doing this a little bit in 2023 so this is kind of not the point of the episode but the energy that I want to bring into 2024 and really 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 solidify which I feel like I've started playing around with in 2023 is that like I don't fuck around anymore like before I had a baby it was fun I could do things I could fail I could try this I could have fun I could da 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 right now that I have a baby, I'm like, life is real in the best way possible. Let's fucking go. There's no room for wasting time or wasting resources or wasting decisions or wasting, you know, anything that's not serving me. And so the energy that I'm bringing into 2024 is I do the things I need to do to give myself the life that I want. It doesn't matter if it's comfortable. It doesn't matter if it's you know, maybe a difficult decision to make. Like I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do my money date. I'm going to work out because who I am feels good in her body. I'm not going to eat the sugar because when I eat the sugar, I break out and I don't feel good about myself. Like it is just, I am super speeding, cutting the fat on shit that doesn't work. And I'm super leaning into the things that feel difficult, that feel like, you know, when you have resistance comes up, because as you said earlier, those are the things that are going to change your life. And so the energy of 2024 is I'm really good at falling in love with life. And now I'm ready to systemize and like whip shit into shape because I'm, I don't know what it, it's almost like, (laughs) it's almost like, (laughs) like big girl energy, like adult energy. You know what I mean? Like I am now like, I'm not fucking around anymore. I feel like. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so this kind of plays into a subset of my lear- my money learning is living within my means is a form of self-care. And my whole life I thought, oh my God, if I can't spend or I have to go on a budget or yada, yada, that's like a lack, right? There's this lack mentality that's associated with that. Whereas I've completely turned it around. I mean, I, we fucking downsized our apartment, right? So right now I'm paying so much less in rent than I was before. And I'm not trying to say like, I, I mean, I paid, I made that decision because it was COVID and we were working at home and it was a perfect decision for that time. But I never thought in my life that I would be downsizing or like, quote unquote, I think some people might think that that's going backwards. Whereas for me, I see it as oh my God, like I'm finally living within my means. This seems like such a form of self-love that I'm setting myself up for the, for success. And I think also what I, what I thought is like, oh, if I don't, if I live within my means, then I'm like settling or like that I'm like getting comfortable in this tax bracket or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, that's exact opposite. When you show the universe, you show yourself that you respect money and your worth enough to live within the means of it, that's when more comes through. Like that's when you give the space for more to come through to you because, you know, you could be a millionaire and if you have poor money management habits already, you're going to just spend all that money and then you will no longer be a millionaire, okay? So like for me, I in the Money and Love story, there's a question where it's like, if you got $100,000, what would you do with it? If you got a million dollars, what would you do it? I know exactly where the fuck that money is going. And I know exactly where to plump up here, cost down here, put it in savings there. Like everything is perfect. And so when I up level, it's not going to be, oh, I'm spending it all. Right. So I have just like completely changed my mindset around living within my means it no longer is about lack completely like I'm like I see it as something like that I'm it's this yeah as you said it's something for my future self like my I know that this is good for me and I'm 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 set I'm an adult like I'm fucking doing it I feel empowered same same energy for me it's it's playing the long game Right, playing the long everything game. I do like 2024 scout plays the long game it's not about immediate gratification it's not about like the instant feel-good thing whether that's not working out or whether that's spending something on an outfit that you said you wouldn't spend money on this month right like or even if it's honestly like eating out when you said that you would eat you know cook because you have groceries or whatever the fuck it is all of my decisions, and I know obviously, you know, you got to leave room for error because we're human beings, but the energy of 2023 is I'm playing the long game and I'm setting myself up for success for future yeah. me and for my future family. And I think in the past that's felt, as you said, like super restricting or really boring or really scary or I don't know, insert whatever it feels like for you. But now it feels so empowering. And I think this also goes back to how do we reconcile the scary parts of life and the uncertainty parts of life and it's by cultivating a life with these types of habits 
that's going to provide that security for you, you know, or provide that stability for you. Putting in moments of stillness, right, to calm your nervous system so you can be clear, giving back to yourself, giving those moments of self-care and self-love, meditating, moving your body and making the right financial choices. And it's, again, it's these micro, micro decisions. Let's say you have 10, 15 minutes instead of going on your phone, going on TikTok. Why don't you go meditate? Why don't you go sit? Why don't you go around, walk around the block? Like there's just, there's, you, you know, what is you know, you know what is good for you. You know what makes know. you feel better. It's just that you, we don't we don't choose it, and because yeah, it might feel boring or whatever. But it's like, oh my god, just remember how you feel after you meditate. Remember how you feel after you take a walk. Oh my god, and then you'll crave it, and then it'll be autopilot. It won't even have to be a decision. It'll just be like, oh no, I have fifteen minutes. This is the time I I meditate, and this is the time I breathe and reconnect to myself. And so, I. I love this energy. I think this is like it's the it's the throwing it on its head of um and it's honestly it's like there's something there's that uh you know TikTok well you don't know this this TikTok trying words like am I better than any everyone? Like that's <laughs> how I feel. You know what I mean? When I do things like this and I'm like fuck yeah like I am saving money I know how to set up my money systems oh I'm working out today oh I'm eating right I am better than everyone like there's like that voice in your head that comes and I'm not trying to say like don't you know shame other people but there is a little bit of that where it's like I'm fucking doing it like yeah hell yeah that's how you should feel after all of that hell yeah wow I feel jazzed up baby me too me too I'm in Palm Springs right now with mom (laughs) What? I did not know that. Right. Oh, really? I, I literally texted you. I'm giving Lily to mom. Yeah, I'm in Palm Springs with. Uh, yeah, I was like, I, I, I was a little confused by that, but then I just didn't really think. Much oh of it. no, I'm in Palm Springs for the week with mom and our stepdad and Lily, and then my husband's gonna meet us here soon. Um, and what was I gonna say? Oh yes, I'm leading daily meditations when Lily naps. So during Lily's second nap. I'm going to, well, I'm not leading it. I'm just throwing on a Melissa. I'm organizing the meditation and everyone. What do you mean you're, wait, with our parents or meditating? Yeah, we're all going to sit in a fucking circle and I'm going to make those bitches meditate. Oh, you haven't done it yet. Okay. I was going to say, there's absolutely no way they're doing it. I mean, I've texted them about it multiple (laughs) times that it's a mandatory activity. Oh, it's a mandatory. Oh, wow. So you're there for Christmas. How lovely. I know. I'm so happy. You know what? There is something about Palm Springs that just Im- immediate Xanax, immediate Xanax. That's for how. Me. That's how I. Oh, that's a great caption. Thank you for. Thank you. That's what I'm gonna use for my my caption. Um, I was can I get? To think can I get quoted? My, my karma. Yeah, I'll, I'll say caption. Uh, stolen from Scout. Thank you. But I was th- I was like, what the fuck is my caption gonna be? Because I didn't want to be like inner peace restored even though I did like a inner child healed type vibe or like my chakras are aligned here whatever stuff but um yeah i just came back from my annual trip to carmel and that's exactly what i feel immediate xanax it is like my my soul my spirit it just returns to my body some it's amazing when cities can do that to you yeah there's a whole um there's people who look at your astrology and actually it's called something geo say like where you're supposed astrology. to live. Yeah. It shows you where it's Whoa. the reason why some people feel overstimulated in cities and some people need to be by the beach and other people feel really calm in the desert. I would bet that if someone read my, I think they call it a geo astrological chart that there is some sort of a, a 
Oh, mine, the is, mine is in Carmel. Yeah. Mine is in Carmel. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's so fun. Uh, we should get that. We should get that red. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um, but really quick, one last thing. With all of that and the intentions for 2024, plus, plus tapping into our creativity. Oh, right. Yeah. We said that last time. Um, 100%. Like, I'm going to the knitting. You know what? Maybe I'll do that today. I'm going to go to the knitting store. Um, I said I was going to knit all this fucking year because, um, one, I used to knit and I loved it. And it, I, it's something to do while you're watching TV that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean looking at your phone or eating. That was also something I associate eating with watching TV and I want to kick that habit. So I need to I want to knit with this. OK, to be being creative without a goal in mind. That is also my caveat to this is like, I don't want any goals. Like I'm not even knitting a p- article of clothing. I'm just knitting into the abyss. Okay. We're just knitting to knit like painting. The paint is the, the, the art. If you could even call it that it's going in the trash after, like, I don't care what it looks like, what it ends up being. It's just this, like it's the act. And honestly, this is going to be a whole other learning of enjoying the process and not the destination, baby. Let's go. Let's go. So wait, what are you doing to be creative? What are things? Um, Right now, my creativity is coming from reading fashion and interior magazines and looking at going to open houses and looking at all the different homes and new builds and stuff, learning a lot about um, interior decor and homes and also dabbling more into the fashion industry. So just like listening to the Vogue podcast or reading Vogue or Architectural Digest or going to open houses. The more you pay attention to things, the more it grows. Yep. The more it grows. Okay, sisters, we hope you have an amazing start to your 2024. Thank you so much for, I don't know, we're honored that we were a part of your 2023 in any small, medium, or big way. We're so appreciative that after five years, you guys still come and listen to Mads and I grow and evolve and have honest conversations about where we're at. We have exciting plans for 2024 for this podcast, so please stay tuned. If you haven't already, We would love it if you would rate the show, if you believe we deserve it, five stars, and leave a review. Those reviews really, really, really make our day. Whenever we get a new one, we send it to each other. And follow us on Instagram. I'm at Scout Sobel. Mads is at Maddie Mayo, or the both of us at OKSIS Podcast. And uh, I'll just do one more thing because, like, you know, it's the end of the year. If you like this episode, screenshot it, share it to your stories, and we will repost it. That is actually my favorite thing to see ever. Yes. It's our favorite. Please, please. Every time you do an Instagram story, I fucking love it. Also, send us a voice note if you want. There's too many CTAs at this. Okay. Don't send um, us a voice note on Oasis podcast. All. I like literally don't even know the fucking code to get in there. So just do it on our personal. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will. I will listen to it and relay it. Well, I've been so. asking you for the okay. password, but you're not I, fucking sending it to me. Can you send it to me? I don't me? know. I don't know the password. I don't know the password. I don't know. The password. Okay. Um, well, okay. We love, love you, sisters. you, sisters. Happy New Year. Bye. See you in the new year. Bye. Bye. 
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.